dude, I'm traveling. Dude, this is Q's travel setup. <laughs> this is this is my travel setup. It's the the no pants handheld mic. No pants. You got a dog on your lap, and you got yeah. you got the best audio this podcast has ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was about to say, like, I feel like with the handheld mic, my I don't have as many technical issues. Yeah. <laughs> but this is probably a good time to say hello and welcome to everyone watching to another episode of Bitcoin Q&A. We are back. Welcome, uh, welcome. Crazy to, time though. Crazy time though, because we got a lot of conferences right now. So we're going to be in and out over the next few weeks. We should probably just have that disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's going to be a pack Bitcoin, I'll be there for the next two days. And if you'll be a Bitcoin Amsterdam, Alex will be there for the next four years. Yeah, I'll be in Amsterdam all next week if you want to hang out. Um, we might, we could, we might try to do the show from there. We'll see what happens. But uh, a little bit of traveling after that. We got an Australia in Japan a couple weeks later. Super excited for that. Uh, Q's got packed Bitcoin. You going anywhere else? You gonna be anywhere else? Give us your tour dates. Nothing. All right, he's just working on doing. Stop traveling for a little bit. I hear you, man. I hear you for sure. We're going to do the show from Japan for sure, though. We have to. That's going to be awesome. Um, we'll have Tino. So long as you're cool waking up at 2 a.m. No, no, no. It's not like that. It's like it's like a 12. It's like an even 12 hours. If you're on the East Coast, it's 12 or 13 hours. So if if we go live at 7 a.m., it'll be like 8 p.m. for me. It'll be perfect. Okay. Um. Yeah, not a whole lot going on. So we got the kickoff of the SBF trial uh we're kind of digging into today what he's actually being charged with i mean there's a lot of kind of crimes against humanity cultural crimes but what is the actual what are the charges he's dealing with have you looked into this at all q it's mostly um i did so it's mostly fraud and conspiracy to commit fraud and like yeah um main thing right now is jury selection so yesterday, today, tomorrow, and I believe Friday, we'll strictly focus on jury selection. Then next week, we'll start to get like opening statements and stuff. Um, so what what would disqualify people if they were customers or if they use crypto? Like, do they have to? Oh, dude, if, I'm, if I'm a lawyer on, like, if I'm a lawyer on SBF side, mm-hmm. I'm asking questions such as, "Do you own any cryptocurrency?" Are you aware of cryptocurrencies? Because once you once you can establish that this person knows about cryptocurrencies or holds cryptocurrencies, it's hard to believe that they aren't at least aware of what happened last year, and that disqualifies them. That's crazy to me, actually. If you're aware of cryptocurrencies at all, you might get disqualified. Um I don't know. I need to look more into how juries work, but it seems like it would be important to know something about cryptocurrencies to be able to competently navigate this trial. No, <laughs> this, is, this is still too much of a, like, I don't know if you remember, uh, we're on Nostra, so I don't feel too bad about talking about this. Like the old Michael Jackson case. Yeah. Which so, one? yeah. So one of the later ones, it, it got ruled a mistrial because the jury essentially couldn't be impartial because everyone on the jury knew who Michael Jackson was. So that was a big issue in those trials is you can't have the jury have pre-existing knowledge, whether good or bad, about the person on trial. So like if I'm SBF's lawyer, I'm trying to establish, hey, this person, because they know about Bitcoin, they would then also have at least known about FTX, which gives them too much prior information. And they will come into the case with some sort of a bias leaning in one direction or another. Like it's in the same vein of like, sure, people will probably be asked, were you an FTX customer? Did you ever use FTX? Those those are the easy ones. Like, okay, yeah, you got screwed over by this. Like, no, you're not going to sit on this jury. Um, Yeah. So those are like the more creative. I mean, dude, I could see other questions coming from from the prosecution almost asking things like Yeah, 
like how do you feel about bank bailouts how do you feel about um <laughs> you have to just be totally fiat cucked to do this trial <laughs> yeah. but like, you have to be totally captured and surveilled and also not know what's going on but high key that's exactly <laughs> what serving on the jury is i used to i had a boss yeah, i haven't done it i've You've never, I've never served on, on the jury. jury i should probably not admit that uh, i've never received a jury summons never in my life have i gotten one I've had summonses. I got to like the last round of uh, uh of being put into a murder trial pool, and then I got disqualified. I don't know why. Nice. Um, I had an yeah. old boss who essentially like kind of jovially, but his co-department head had been out for two weeks because she got roped into serving on a jury. And then he was like kind of annoyed that she was still out serving on jury duty. And so he literally walked around the office and was like, all right, there's a new rule. You, you have to be smart enough to get yourself out of jury duty. And if you end up getting put on a jury, you're fired. And then literally just walks out of the room. And I was like, oh. <laughs> And this funny. is like a lawyer who went to an Ivy League law school, has like worked cases. And he's saying, if you can't get out of jury duty, like that's a reflection on your intelligence. Well, let's talk about the more interesting person right now. Donald Trump, what do you, what do you, what do you think about well, this? Uh, Being charged with like four hundred felonies. Well, <laughs> like before we go there, I wanna, I wanna pull the thread on SBF a little bit more. Did you watch the Michael Lewis interview on sixty Minutes? Oh my god, dude! Yeah, this guy, he's playing for the wrong oh. team. This guy's totally captured, man. I mean, he must. How much money did he receive from SBF? Had to be tens of millions. Had to be, dude what kind of like profiling i mean he's like <laughs> other than the billions in fraud this is a legitimate above board business <laughs> like, you just take out all the wire fraud and misappropriation of customer assets they had a pretty good thing going <laughs> like, okay. i mean honestly but by, by the time i finished it my takeaway was that oh michael lewis like views himself and sbf may also view michael as some sort of like a mentor relationship and i and i I definitely yeah, yeah, saw yeah. that coming out in certain moments. Um, but I also just, it lacked. Well, you want to be friends with your biographer. Well, I mean, yeah. If you're writing a biography about me, but like as a journalist, you should remain so independent that. Not a it, journalism is not real. This is my. I mean, you, my you have a lot of, yeah, that's not real that I sometimes just roll my eyes. I'm like, I, I just woke up half an hour ago. I don't have the bandwidth to argue with you on this. All right, all right. <laughs> but I will tie it back to Donald Trump in that, to your point, they even were talking about how Donald Trump was potentially going to be, like, SBF was vetting not how much to donate to Donald Trump's campaign, but how much to donate to this man to get him to not run. And the number that they came back to him with was $5 billion. And Michael Lewis is like, yeah, I think Sam was going to pay that. I I, I kind of like that deal. I would take $5 million not to Billion run with a B. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just mis, mispronounced it. But the reason that the, that's interesting is that's approximately double what we're being, more than double what we're told Donald Trump's total net worth is, which I actually have a hard time believing. I was thinking about this yesterday. Like, do you think any of these like 400 people on the no. Forbes wealthiest people that, that that can't be anywhere near their real network no, dude, it, it's like notorious dude, they must spend it's notoriously off right because they must spend millions a year obfuscating most of their offshore wealth like i think most of these men and women are far richer than it shows no so i think if you've ever read go ahead if you've ever read the book the invisible billionaire it's about daniel k ludwig who yeah, yeah, for yeah. a period of time was the richest man in the world mm -hmm. and the journalist author who's like writing all of this up <clears throat> is talking about, Oh, this, this year was the year that Daniel made the Forbes um, wealthiest people, but this is the amount they listed. And then he like shows like, okay. And these are the five bank accounts he had in the Cayman islands that are combined worth more than what Forbes had listed. And then like goes on this whole rant talking about how Forbes is notorious for underreporting people because the uber rich to your point are so good about sheltering and they want to hide they don't want you to know they exactly do. how much they have 
so they they make their calculations live apparently which means they're just accessing financial data that's publicly available which means public equities that these people hold or have you know some sort of or, uh, or yeah, estimates about of like that. the last private market round they raised yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sure they can factor all that into it too um <clears throat> I don't know, man. Interesting well, game. So you, I think I think Donald Trump actually has succeeded in part by his ability to play this kind of like doggy, like plan it up how rich he is. When in actuality, I bet he's a I bet he's a lot richer than that dude. Like they like to make him uh, out to be like he's on his last legs. You know what I mean? But I, I don't really think that's the case. I think if I've learned anything about the debt based financial system that we live in over the last twelve months, it's that both sides are correct and it's just a question of what type of asset you would prefer to hold um both sides are correct so on the one so on the anti-donald trump side um they are right in the sense that he is highly leveraged like he doesn't buy his buildings and all cash deals he takes out mortgages and loans this this is the only measure of wealth today Wealth in a society today is a measure of how much wealth, uh, sorry, how much debt you have access to. Well, this example is, yeah. I actually don't, I don't agree with that because on the inverse of that, mm-hmm. let's look at the richest man in the world, Elon Musk. Yeah, all built on debt. He doesn't buy things out, right? But a majority of his wealth is held in equity of Tesla. It's held in the ownership of his SpaceX. It is now, but company. all of that was funded through debt. Right. It started as debt until it became successful. Yeah. And then it it transitioned to being a pure asset. Donald Trump is like the degen leverage trader who just keeps leveraging up and up and up. Every single time it's like, oh, we're cleared on this debt. All right, let's go re-leverage at this level. Yeah. So in a debt-based financial system, Donald Trump is wealthy. But if you want to look at finances from the aspect of like how liquid are you how long of a runway do you have if everything shuts down that side of the argument is absolutely correct that no donald trump is like he's so screwed because even for beyond those theoretically he could sell everything and then sure but they're mar-a-lago we could buy mar-a-lago i mean (laughs) 10 10 million dollars apparently um Dude, I'd be down to buy Mar-a-Lago for ten million. We should we should get a group together and do that. Well, I think I guess my point on this whole thing, just to just to put a bow on it, is um, it's going to be really interesting in the next few years as more and more people can obfuscate their wealth and basically participate in what is the moving goalpost of money laundering. But there's nothing the government can do about it. In terms of self-custodied peer-to-peer Bitcoin, there's nothing they can do. So, I think you'll have more people that can be, you know, quietly successful, quietly acute. You'll have people that do the other thing too, and then they, you know, they get in trouble. Turns out they weren't paying taxes on their Bitcoins. It's this whole thing. They get in a lot of trouble, you know. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's 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 kind of interesting. I think they're really going to have a hard time revisiting, or they're going to be putting a lot of people on trial. You know, like especially with all these like new IRS agents for tax fraud, you know, for mixing coins, they're going to make that illegal at some point for sure. Um, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be interesting. And and how people account for their Bitcoin. It's not clear now. Like I guarantee like almost everyone has made mistakes on their taxes in the past, right? It's almost impossible to do it correctly. They don't tell you how much you owe. You have to figure, you have to guess. <laughs> you have to guess and pay that amount. And if you're wrong, you go to prison. So it's it's a very weird system. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting to think about the future of basically these sovereign stateless people. There's no guarantee it'll play out like that, but I could very much see it happening. If you take someone who has hundreds or even tens of Bitcoin and that stuff, you know, if we get into the price predictions, like a modest, you know, 500K per coin, which sounds insane, but not, you know, if you've been around a minute, it's, I don't think that's out of the question at all. You're going to have people that are, jurisdictions will be fighting to keep their capital 
and keep their business and keep their interests. You know, they will be above the state in so many ways. <laughs> well, I would even go so far as to say it won't it won't take the moment for Bitcoin to be worth a lot in fiat terms for the state to make those moves. I think the state, by doing things like hiring a bunch of IRS agents, is already taking that action and taking those steps. California is the perfect example of, hey, we we are going to tax our citizens up to wazoo until finally they just get fed up and leave. And you see this exodus of not just people, but dollars and businesses just opting out because there are other jurisdictions with better tax rates. Like this is this is going to be an issue over the course of the next decade for sure. Absolutely. I mean, we were talking about it before the show. I think yeah. I think within ten years, we 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 probably all three leave the United States and uh, disappear from the internet <laughs> because we have to. You have to. You have to. Dumbest dumbest thing we could be doing right now is recording ourselves on the internet talking about money and talking about money laundering. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, this is definitely yeah, the clip uh, they're going to use at my trial. Hi, mom. I told you a guy on the street came up to me. He's like, "You're the crypto guy." I was like, "Jesus Christ!" I was like, "I'm deleting everything, bro." Bro, I had that happen one time, just like walking around, like near my parents' house, yeah. and my girlfriend was like, "Oh wow, like you're like still really famous." I was like, "Fuck, this is bad." Yeah, micro celebrity with niche, niche, <laughs> like, yeah, like micro, super micro. niche, small. Well, the I problem is the people niche. of that community are crazy. They're crazy people. They're 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 cult followers and adherents. So that's that's the issue I have with it. And I always run into them in jujitsu class. It's always you know maybe one or two out on the street, but it's always someone showing up to jujitsu. And now I feel like I have a target on my back. Like this person knows who I am. I don't know anything about them. The 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 information is asymmetrical here. And I don't know if they're if they lost all their money following like our shitty advice or, or what. You know what I mean? Um, uh, they just might be here for your tens of millions of Bitcoin right now. They're always crypto people, though. It's never. I I don't. I don't know if I've. I'd have to think about that if I've ever run into like a Bitcoin maxi in real life, just like in the wild, like met someone, started talking to them and then realized they are also Bitcoin. Only. I don't think that's ever happened. It's always like, yeah, yeah, I'm Bitcoin only totally. And then like we get into it and it's like, yeah, they bought it on Bitcoin.com and actually what they are is Bcash only and they don't self-custody. <laughs> like That's happened before where you dig into it and you find out like, no, they got totally railed. They bought it on Crypto.com. They're staking it. They have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> oh, did they yeah. at least take your criticisms well, or did they get super defensive? No, I don't like to. I don't like to criticize people, man. I'm just happy that they're. Uh, you, know, you don't like to criticize people in person. Not really. I'm not trying to get in some kind of conflict with a stranger. Like, no, I'm. I'm happy that they know what it is, and we can chat about something. You know what I mean? And maybe push right. them a little bit, be like, yeah, but those aren't really uh, decentralized technologies. Like you're going to get disenfranchised. That's the history of every shitcoin ever. And then we can we can get into it a little bit. But I told you the last time I tried to actually talk some sense into people, we got in an argument at that restaurant <laughs> and a couple left. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the I, show. I can't imagine you saying something to upset someone so much that they have to get up and leave. I can't either. It was... <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i said um oh i do know what i said i i said that you can you can accept that bukele is a dictator but also that he has done things that are good like there are bad people that do things that are good and they couldn't stomach that people are only good or bad apparently you're you're really thinking about this no i i'm like it it just sparked in my head like a discussion I got with Stevie's brother recently about Hitler. Oh yeah, no. Oh, if you yeah, that's like the extreme test of this, right? And if you <sighs> want to test your idea out on an extreme, you got to read um, my struggle, not Hitler's my struggle, not Mein Kampf. It's like Mein Kampf, the Swedish version. 
for the Norwegian version by Carl Uf Knausgaard. This guy wrote 10,000 pages about his life. He's like the modern day uh, Proust. And um, basically at the end, he has to come to like, as he's writing the book, he starts to get into legal trouble and trouble in the public realm for calling his book, My Struggle. And so that's coming into it. And he finally has to address it. I don't know. It's like book like eight or nine or something. So he goes on to like a 400 page. He read like everything there is to read about Hitler, read a book about like every single day of his life and just like goes on to describe like the complexity of it and really pairs it like how <clears throat> I'm not defending the guy in any means, but like it, it was a human. So he had like virtuous aspects to him too. And like aspirations and like beauty and like art and all this crazy. And it's just, dude, it's a mind warp. Highly recommend that read. It's crazy. Cause like just paired against the evil. It's like, you don't want to see it, but that's like the virtue of a non-player character. It's like, I don't want to get into the details. Whoa, whoa, whoa. people are good or bad. <laughs> Like, I don't want to, I don't want to seek any kind of truth or nuance here. You know what I mean? Cryptocurrency uses energy, bad. Bitcoin, bad. Bukele, bad. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really a fan of that, like kind of blind ideology stuff. So that's where, that's where we get into with Maxis a lot too, though. Right? Totally. It, it goes back to like the age old question of when did asking questions become illegal and it, it was roughly post world war ii during the cold war like that's when starting to ask questions really became illegal in this country in my opinion when asking questions became illegal <clears throat> what, what do you mean like i i just keep referencing oppenheimer a lot because mm -hmm. i think the the quote that stuck with me was all right rudy enough um was that conversation when he's talking about like oh why why are you still going to these communist meetups mm. and then his response is like to have academic discussions about like theory and when did having conversations become illegal mm. and and it's like i don't agree with communism communism has failed so many times to your point, there are some aspects of it that you could argue make sense, and there are other aspects that make absolutely no sense. Yeah, so, it doesn't scale well, but there, <laughs> there, right, but there are the, some there are some pros in there. There's some trade-offs. The point the point I want to make though is is less so about oh, we should be open to communist ideas and more just we should be open to these type of conversations, especially those that make us uncomfortable. Because either we're going to defend our take and our and our conviction becomes that much stronger or we learn something new. But this ego battle is is well, this is this is a result of like the American education system, too, because we have no ability to rationalize things. We had never had to prove why we think what we think and back it up with like hard facts, really. I mean, maybe if you got into the hard sciences, you'd get there a little bit, depending on who's writing your grant checks. But it's not a feature. I mean, having attended school both here and in Germany, I can tell you that the Germans are infinitely better at putting together coherent argument. It's even sentence by sentence, man. They're so correct. They're so direct. They're like brainwashed rule following, like definitely lost country. But they can they can argue and they can rationalize and that's not like a skill set that's uh comfortable for us like a lot of people i mean there's people that are like inherently good at it and usually it turns you know their parents are like lawyers or doctors or something but like me for example i can't do that like i can't argue on my feet well at all so any strongly held beliefs i have i have to come to over a long period of time of kind of thinking about things and basically being delusional about things and wrong until I'm so wrong that it causes me pain and I have to be, you know, switched to being right. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but when it comes to Bitcoin, I guess my point is like the, the technology does change over time. Your opinions about it are going to change. The popular, you know, like pithy statements about it and the belief, you know, this is a, uh, this is monetary energy. Like what the fuck does that mean? You know what I mean? Like just all of these, this kind of like maximalist ideas about it, they don't have that much value to me. 
um, because they haven't withstood. Well, okay, the the general idea like Bitcoin, not crypto, w- withstood the test of time, right? Generally, will lead you right more than it will re- lead you wrong. But these other arbitrary purity tests that the culture is like putting on itself out of boredom, every bear market, like they they can keep all that. I don't I don't care. It's not it's not interesting to me. It's not interesting to me to tell people how to use um, their money. And it's taken me a long time to come to that conclusion. Like for weirdly, I was like all kind of bought in just like, yeah, like, let's just burn everyone at the stake. No one's pure enough. And then it's like, you know, this isn't really fun. It's not really uplifting. It doesn't do much to promote uh, what we're doing to the outside world. It's better to kind of collaborate and entice people and have well-reasoned like art. But it, but it takes time is my point, I guess. I don't know. That's my rant. I think the longer people stay in Bitcoin, their their outlook on this stuff will change. And what you have is people using, kind of adopting an identity of these like carnivorous uh super chat like how many um <laughs> how many manlet accounts have you seen out there q that are just like this is how to be a masculine man oh my god a masculine frame bro <laughs> this is it's like Dude, it's like so Andrew Tate, but these people are too ugly to even they're, they're they're hiding behind an avatar you know what i mean like it's uh and it's it's kind of like become one with this bitcoin like super right-wing ideology it's it's kind of crazy all right, mainstream media. Do you not remember? Yeah, dude, do you not remember that article that was talking about how like getting in shape has become like a right wing obsession? It has. I, <laughs> it's just we are. I don't understand why. I mean, I actually do. We are attempting to create an us versus them dynamic in almost every aspect of our life. And that is so dangerous to do. The best example and easiest one to make is just what we see in the political realm right now. Um, As I like to say, like we, we have the days of actual diplomats and lawmakers is long gone. Now, you have actors who are playing political theater and I can confirm it at this point because the ratings for the debates were the highest ratings of any TV program, not counting football last week. And TV ratings are irrelevant. We are, we are the biggest podcast in the world. And TV, TV has become obsolete. Most of the world is using Zap.Stream for entertainment now, Q. You got to keep up. Anyways, so the rest of the world that still does exist, that doesn't care about Bitcoin, sorry if that hurts your feelings, but it's true. The vast majority of the world just doesn't care. And what they do care about is this like little infighting and bickering because it's as fun as watching their favorite reality show on a Friday night. And that's where we are in politics. It's now something that really is just competing for eyeballs and ratings. And at its core, it's just become entertainment. Like yeah, it's, I a work- content, it's a it's a content aggregation machine. It is it is infinite jest if you're a if you're a fan of the old DF dubs. It's it's do you know who I'm talking about? No. Okay, okay, cool. I was like, that doesn't add up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where we stand with this. Do we want to get into a little more, a little more news? I kind of want to talk about more than, um, well, we really uh, strayed from SBF. Do we want to put a bow on anything with SBF? We're going to keep covering this as it comes out. There isn't much happening right now. It's like... Oh, it's jury selection. Yeah, we know he's I guilty. Guess, Hopefully the I'll, jury already knows he's guilty. <laughs> all right, I'll ask you this. Yeah. I want you to put your lawyer hat on on the spot. You only have 30 seconds. If you're the prosec- my sister, she's a lawyer, but if you're on the prosecution of this case, like what, what are you trying to get? What jury do you want? Do you want a bunch of dudes? Do you want a bunch of girls? Do you want nerds? Do you want jocks? Do you want poor people? Do you want rich people? I want a bunch of young leftist. 
I want a bunch of people that are going to look at him as like an evil, the evil white man that's 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 causing all the pain in the world, <laughs> and then are just going to throw him in jail based on mm. his ideology. It's but, I want that kind of that level of like you know the race. Despise. But the yeah, issue is never going to give him a chance. They'll never. The, the issue with that is too many leftists like still love him. Do they? Because he oh left leaning outlets. Yeah, they're they're not. But, uh, Dude, look at Lewis. look at the way Michael Lewis talked about him. Yeah, like, but those are people that are paid to love him, right? But I think it's important to recognize, like these young communists, they don't they don't like cryptocurrency. No, they don't. But a lot of them like effective altruism, and they want to see that catch on. So to tear like that's just how, where my how, head how goes. Many, how many effective altruists do you think there are in the world? Like how None. big a group? No, no I'm, I'm just genuinely asking. Like, I had never heard of it until uh, SBF started. It, it kind of was in some of the fluff pieces coming out before the downfall. It's like, oh, I think, it, I think it started with Bill Gates. It started with Bill Gates, with the Gates Foundation, and then his pledge to, like, not give his kids th- his wealth. Yeah, it's like a niche group of rich people and how yeah. they want money. Yeah, it's, it's like they're like, oh, we want to use our, all of our wealth to help the world while we also live off of all of this wealth and have all the creature comforts that like you couldn't even imagine having, but, but it's because we care about society, the world and pushing it forward. Um, look, there's still a class of people that, that want to see rich people think like that, whether that's right or wrong is not, that's not the point of the conversation. It's just more, I actually take the other side of it. I would probably say I want people who either are like, MAGA Trumpers because they'll really hate SBF or I want people who have been screwed over by the banking system and I would just essentially pitch the whole thing as this man was running an unlicensed bank and we already have rules established to prosecute people who do that so this is this is not as confusing as the defendants want to make you think like this is a man who tried to operate an illegal bank he committed fraud by operating an illegal bank we have laws there's precedent there open and shut case i still i'm not going to rehash this today but uh a little bit of issue with that description but i want to shout out we got a lot what no 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 the bank the bank aspect of it because i think you i think you enter a bank in exchange with totally different ideas Uh, no you do you right. you have a very different expectation of what is happening It'll to, happen your, to your wealth, how you're totally. going to lose it. It's like, what color of <laughs> like, how do you want to lose your money today? But it's, it's more from a lens of like, if I was the district attorney and I want to create a case, my case is if you have a bunch of members of the jury who have no, no knowledge of cryptocurrency, the way you confuse them is by talking about cryptocurrency. Let's see what happens. I'm excited. This is more, you know, this is actually more legal trouble than I thought he would get into. So I thought the trial was going to be trial by media. No, I I think he'll see the inside of a jail cell for a window of time. He already has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's going to prison at this point. But um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's it's kind of the gritty details that are fun. Like I had a lot of fun learning about how they fat fingered and almost blew up the 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 whole Alameda Research Fund multiple times. Oh yeah, because people couldn't. They're so fucking drug addled. They couldn't add like a decimal point <laughs> to their to their order books. Uh, yeah, I want to shout out real quick. We got Carnage, uh, My Path to Fire in the chat. Um, they they really went off with this right wing stuff. Um. I don't know how to pronounce this this username, but shout out to everybody. And what the hell? Carnage sending me 100K sats. Sending Q 200K sats. Dude, we're going to get you a house, buddy. We're close. We're close. I thought we were trying to get me a ticket to Nostra Asia. <clears throat> yeah, Carnage, for whatever reason, I can't choose a new zap goal. So it's been a house for Q for weeks. Although every day I click get Q and tickets to Nostra Asia. But also, Carnage, Q. if you feel like helping me figure out how my zap.stream should get up and running yeah if you want to do if you want to do customer support for your free and open source software <laughs> let's do it um i wanted to shout out the bitkey 
I probably should have loaded an image of this thing so you guys could see what we're working with here. But type in BitKey Beta on Google and check it out. This so, the uh, thing you yeah, posted yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the Square uh, or uh, sorry, Block Wallet that's coming out. A um, little bit controversial, but I think they're super fun. Or maybe kind of devs or maxis aren't into them because there's an option to sign with fingerprint. I don't think people realize that feature is optional. I also don't think people realize it's open source. I mean, I believe, I can't speak to the hard, the software, but I know the hardware component of it for sure is open source. So you can have your own implementation of it. People are also a little bit um, on the fence because it has, it doesn't have a screen and they would like to read and verify back um, receive addresses. I kind of agree. That's a pretty important feature. But I think the hardware market for Bitcoin wallets is so thin right now that we just need more depth and competition. And I'm really happy to see something like this come out. I mean, it's a super cool device. I think we've talked about before how the application is actually made of really thinly milled stone. So it feels great in the hand. It feels awesome in the palm. It's not obvious what it is to an outside user. Um, I don't know. I can't wait to get my hands on one. If you're on the wait list or have insight to get me on the wait list, I don't know. I signed up, never heard back, but hoping I can, hoping I can get one of these to play with. Yeah. I mean, to your point, I think just increased competition in this space is helpful. Um, I, I always like pointing to this and just Satoshi didn't come up with every nuanced aspect of Bitcoin. He borrowed it from previous iterations of cryptocurrencies and you see that across technological development. So this is just the next thing that's continuing to get developed. You love to see other co companies. I, I know that this has been something that the block team has been working on for well over a year now. Um, so it's exciting to see it come to fruition. And I know they have a lot more things uh, in the pipelines that they're working on. And yeah, the mining, I'm super stoked for um, their mining initiative. I need to go back and read. I think they've had a couple. I think I'm behind a couple of blog posts on that endeavor. But I think the main thesis is let's bring mining to the average. Yeah, the average it's just American getting. Home. <laughs> it, well, it's not just the average American homes. It's about yeah. getting my, mining the into Africa. Of, the cost of a rig down so much that anyone yeah. can afford one, and it, I believe it's a special plastic they're trying to use because S9s and S19s and these intense rigs have a lot of more uh, intricate, high-value um, precious metals. Yeah. I say precious metals when it's compared to uh, plastic, mass-producing plastic versus mass... I think it's... Someone in the comments confirm, is it steel or just like a metallic and then steel almost finish? Yeah. I don't understand your question. What are you talking about? What What is the material of an S19 miner? I thought they were made out of aluminum or metal or something. I don't know okay. what kind exactly. I don't have one. Okay. Um, so, but but you would agree that it, it, it's some sort of metal. Just we don't know which one. But then Block's plan is to create it with plastic, which would it would be a fraction of the cost, both to manufacture as well as to purchase. Yeah, I don't know. There's. The mining market's weird. So you have like the majority of these things are being like only a couple of huge pools and only a couple of manufacturers that anyone takes seriously. So we de definitely need more competition, not even about like metal versus plastic. Like I need to be able to plug this thing into my house without like having an ele electrician come and redo all of my circuitry. And we're getting there. There are kind of rigs you can buy to set that up and it's just the the barrier to entry is really high right now because these machines are very specialized, very expensive. So the cost across the board has to be brought down. The simplicity of operation has to be brought down. The dashboards have to be simplified, in my opinion. And that's going to help us distribute this a little more. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping in the springtime here to get into it. And maybe we can document that journey a little bit and we'll have more to say about it. But as I don't mind, uh, I don't have I don't have much to say about it right now. Fair. Um, let's hop on over to some questions. Yeah. Oh, wait, I did want to, I did want to cover one more little, little story here real quick. So the bank for international settlements, um, they've got like this lab or this group of people that are working 
on a prototype for a Bitcoin monitoring system. So this is kind of an on-chain analysis, like surveillance system to give international authorities a better picture of how cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin specifically are being used and where the fund fund of flows in our, you know, dollar, dollar sales and stuff like that. So yeah, the code name for this project is Atlas. It started at a Dutch central bank. See, I'm telling you, man, you got to watch out for the Dutch. Um, about five years ago. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the I think people kind of uh, lost sight or forgot about it because of all that happened in the industry over the last uh, year and a half. But they've been, they've been quietly working on this. So I don't know, just a good opportunity to remind people to use best privacy practices. Um, do not have a podcast. Do not go on video. <laughs> uh, your privacy is only lost. It can't be regained. Um, and you want to probably learn how to mix your coins and find non-KYC ethical Bitcoin accumulation options, just in case. You should have both. You should have both stacks, in my opinion. There's trade-offs. There's no reason for you to go with just KYC or just non-KYC Bitcoin. Um, even in the same wallet, if you want to, um, but not with the same addresses. You gotta, you, gotta live your, you you can do it, no problem. If you're savvy, like if you can label your coins appropriately, use your you know change appropriately. There's 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 some things you got to take care of, but uh, yeah, yeah, just a little little piece to promote uh, privacy here. Um, should use Nostro over Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Cool. Questions? Let's, let's hit it. All right. Pull it up. In what ways is our DeFi platforms in collateral or liquidity? Do you use it? Have you ever used any of these uh, kind of DeFi or, or a DEX? Mm, I'm actually way, way back. Like, I think in like 2020 and early 2021, when I was trying to play around a little bit more in the shit coiny space, um, I like found a passphrase for my old like trust wallet too. Um, Safe Moon, Safe Moon Army, baby. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Portnoy had a long conversation about that. And then like within a week, he got served and sued for it. I felt really bad yeah yeah i remember that i told him to i tried to tell him to stick with bitcoin only it seems like he learned his lesson there a little bit but little there was bit. like all these there were all these safe moon advocates that were like coming around the edge of the stage like yelling at him <laughs> just like dude you made me lose all my money and then other ones were like no you need to promote safe moon too like this there's like some other version of it i guess but yeah hilarious game. honestly the winkle vibe just ended up confusing him a little too much in my opinion um Okay. I would say these DeFi, so to, to go back and really answer the question, um, either the DeFi protocols themselves have a stack of Bitcoin or they're getting customers to deposit Bitcoin. And then think of it like a casino where you're showing up and you might not have any like liquid cash per se. So what you do is you go in and you take your iPhone and you give it to them and they hold on to your iPhone and then they give you a stack of their casinos chips. In a nutshell, that's what you're seeing in the DeFi space. I think that's the easiest way to really explain this out. You're essentially be, being given some sort of Chuck E. Cheese token or localized um, cryptocurrency. FTX is what's FTT. Crypto.com has their own version. Binance has their own version. So you you see a little bit, and, and none of these are technically even decentralized exchanges. These are centralized exchanges. Decentralized exchanges still have either their own token or sometimes you're going and getting whatever token you're trying to degen trade with. Um, but ultimately, like Bitcoin is being used as this almost collateral um, that for whatever reason, either people are undervaluing from the lens of they're not getting their i wouldn't say they're not getting the market rate for their bitcoin but they're just 
they're not valuing their Bitcoin in the way that you or I would by using it as leverage to that or as collateral to then go and get these Chuck E. Cheese crypto tokens. Are you back? I'm back, man. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out this signal issue. I'm officially streaming in 480p, like it's 2003. Um, let's up it. Let's up it just a little bit and see what happens. <clears throat> so on my end, it looks perfect. But when I go to another platform, um, oh yeah, sorry about sorry about interrupting your DeFi conversation. I don't care about any of that. <laughs> I don't, no, when it comes to I like the idea of decentralized exchanges. I don't think ultimately they work in the way that they often claim to work. Um, I don't, I guess I do use some of these tools. I, I think it's retarded to go take a huge loan out on your Bitcoin at this point in time, but do what you got to do. You know what I mean? It is pristine collateral, but it's like, not yet, dude. Interest is too high. These tools are not there. You need like 10 years. And you you want to take an un... Dude, everyone that YOLO'd like a an unchained loan on their stack in 2020 and 2021 is fucking hurting right now. <laughs> like they have been margin called time after time again. And it's uh I'm so happy I didn't do that. Oh my god. I was this close to what did Michael Saylor say? Mortgage your house for Bitcoin and then kill yourself basically. <laughs> like just hold it forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean look, it works for some people. Some people got really lucky and timed these out really well. But to your point, like you can't even really get like you're lucky if you can get 50 cents on the dollar for your stack. Um, to each their own, man. To each their own. I, yeah, I, I don't know. No risk, no reward. We need these people to uh, degen to keep the keep the volatility interesting. But um, I'm not a big uh, DeFi guy, man. I don't trust these tools. Um, the only exception, which time and time again I'll come back to, which has been the the, the delight of my bear market in helping me acquire more and lose a lot of sats, is uh, LN markets. It's just like the most it, dude. It's the most fun thing ever. <laughs> like minute by minute, high leverage trading on LN markets to 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 send some sats to a good Bitcoin only company. <laughs> um, you know something we didn't address that I wanted to just touch on for a moment. Did you see this thing about uh, America adding $275 billion to its debt in one day, which is a little bit more than the, than half the market cap of Bitcoin. I, uh, yeah, I did see that thing. I, I, what, so what is that Fake debt news. for? Fake news story. Fake news. It's not. So yes, we added that much debt. We added that much debt because the end of the fiscal year and then all of the social security payments got added at the last day so it's like a very like very easily explained it doesn't justify that level but it is very easily explained and i just wanted to address that um i believe my source on this is zero hedge who also is my source on like oh oh, this massive Let's start, let's like go back for a second. Who the fuck is Zero Hedge? Like, is this literally this is just a guy, right? This wasn't a famous journalist before. This no, uh, no, no, Tyler no. Durden character, or where where did he come from? This is the news my dad reads, and I have no idea how he even found it. I found it on Twitter. Not, yeah, but it's not a he's not on Twitter. It's not a huge media organization. It's like what this. Do you mean Zero Hedge is on Twitter? No. I know it's on Twitter. My my dad's not on Twitter. Oh, oh. I I'm confused. Zero hedges and reads that news. <laughs> it's good. It's entertaining. Dude, it's but great. it's like it breaks a lot of journalistic um, conventions. So I'm just like curious. Like, do you know where where did this guy come from? Like, no, I started from? I started seeing him pop up during the pandemic. Um, yeah. Okay. And I always the thing that I really liked about Zero Edge was. You could like, I'm assuming it's a guy. You could almost break down this earlier content. It's changed, I think, more recently. But the earlier content, it was almost like the first half, pure facts. If all you want are the facts, there you go. If you want right, his right, commentary, right. then you get that second half of the article. Now it's become That's what so I'm talking about. blended. Yeah. And yeah. it's taking they're me all a- opinion pieces. Yeah. Um yeah. So that that's where I, he's they're, they're entertaining. They do their he's job. Based, he's based as fuck. 
But I will say that there's an aspect of it where I liked the older articles that like had that clear delineation because yeah. there were some things where I, I don't want your take. I, I just want to know. Yeah. Well, that's how we used to write them at Bitcoin Magazine. So right. there was a period of time where it's like, okay, none of us are journalists uh, on staff here. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. We all can write somewhat. <laughs> let's, let's try to hold it together for a couple paragraphs, get the user in keep them on the website a couple minutes and then we're just going to flame whoever we're talking about. That was the model. <laughs> like whoever it is, Kathy Wood bought this much Bitcoin, also bought this much ETH, wrecked. You know what I mean? Flamed. Burned at the stake. That was that was the model for 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 pumping out the clicks. Yeah. I mean to go back to like the point of what how this got brought up, um mm -hmm what's really scary when we really pause and think about the fact that half the market cap of Bitcoin was essentially added to the U S debt balance sheet in just a day. Um, it should be a reminder that like, this is, this is just one piece of the broader debt loop doom loop. And as we continue to see interest rates rise, this is going to get uglier and more painful. Let's go into a theoretical world where Bitcoin has become some sort of uh, standard. And uh, how do, how does debt look like? How how is debt not not the restructuring of like all this fiat debt, but how does debt work on a Bitcoin standard? And what um, what risks, if any, are alleviated uh, in a Bitcoin standard society? That still uses debt. I'm, there's, there's no chance. This is a naturally occurring emergent phenomenon. I think we both agree. It's debt is not going anywhere. There's no there's debt, debt's existed for debt. thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that that doesn't go anywhere. My issue, and this is where I just personally get stuck. The only logical way I could see both parties feeling incentivized to a give up what I assume is your Bitcoin for collateral or I'm giving up more tangible things where like the easiest way to look at this is a mortgage payment. Okay. Well, the collateral is the house, mm -hmm. but you're given a lump sum of cash to go and purchase it instead of. So Bitcoin's Bitcoin's going to become the collateral for no. still be a fiat based society. No, see, this is where this is where my like, let's talk theory for a second. OK, Bitcoin is base money right now. We agree on that in this theoretical example you've given. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we can say that for the sake of this argument, but I don't know if it's the case where like there's not going to be state currencies and other currencies. I don't think you can keep those things from existing. Fair. I would just say like I would like to at least establish that Bitcoin is an accepted form of money in this in this Basically, hypothetical. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. this hypothetical, yeah. Because yeah, then the if that's holding it. Yeah, everybody's holding it. If that's the case, if we could just be really honest about this, like no one's. Like, yes, you can go to the bank and ask for a $100,000 loan and you put up a smaller amount of U.S. dollars as collateral, but you're still on the hook for that full amount. And so where I get, where I get kind of stuck is, okay, if Bitcoin is base money, then it should theoretically be the money that you're getting from in this like debt transaction, like I'm going to put up this collateral and then I should receive Bitcoin back. But then if you're putting Bitcoin up, then it's what, Oh, I'm going to put one Bitcoin up and I'll get 10 Bitcoin back. And then I have to pay back this 10 Bitcoin balance. Wait, wait, where, where, excuse me, where can I put one Bitcoin up to get 10 <laughs> Bitcoin back? This is, this is the point I'm trying to make is like, I actually, don't think that's I don't think Bitcoin is the collateral in these scenarios. I think Bitcoin is the, the money that you get back. And I think the collateral becomes the things that we're more used to, like houses and cars, 
your business. I don't think so because I think all of those things depreciate tremendously on a Bitcoin standard. I think I think that the absolute collateral becomes Bitcoin, but you're not going to be able to get Bitcoin for Bitcoin. You're going to be giving up Bitcoin. Well, I'm not, but some people are going to be handing over Bitcoin and they're going to get back fucking cuckbuck casino chips, um, whatever government shitcoin is happening or CBDCs. And they're going to use... You know, and then that's 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 kind of the the risk reward there. They're going to use those casino chips maybe to acquire more Bitcoin, maybe to acquire a house. By this time, I think the housing market's completely collapsed and is a lot kind of a shell of its former self. Um, because like if you if you can go to let's just say you go to a bank, you give them Bitcoin, and they give you cuck bucks that you're going to then go to buy the house. Why couldn't you have not had that intermediary? Why couldn't you just go directly to buy the house with the Bitcoin? Because it's not a great idea. It depends on the interest rates. It depends on the interest rates. No, dude. Interest rates only matter if there's debt. If you have that enough collapse, Bitcoin's not debt. You can buy a cash, a house no, all no, no, cash, no, no. and then you, you have you, no you collateralize your Bitcoin, you're going into debt. I'm saying, I'm saying I would take. Depending on the interest rates, you have to make a, a cost-benefit analysis of whether or not you should buy this property with cash, or you can kind of defer this debt long enough for it to be more valuable to you. Because the last thing you're going to want to do is risk your Bitcoin or give it up outright. So rather than hand it over outright, I have the option to loan it out. You know, Maybe I'll get it back. Maybe I won't. It's a risk. But it's better than handing it over outright and i can go into debt and i you know for the next couple of years like it's a it's a different analysis for everybody but i don't think it'll wholesale be just pay cash just because you have the bitcoin like if bitcoin goes from where it is now to half a million dollars i'm going to be way more um i mean in some ways more You'll probably spend it more, but in other ways, you're going to realize how precious it is, right? Like the value of it is much, much higher, you know, tens of times over. You're not going to, you're not going to want to give it up too easily. I think what you're going to do is go into debt a little bit and collateralize just little pieces of it for fiat currency to give you the liquidity to operate your life, get gas, you know. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says. I'm not going to use lightning to pay for fucking gas <laughs> like in the future. Those machines are complicated enough. Um, but yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. We do have different versions of kind of the, the future of this debt-based world. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. My argument is just you've, you introduce middlemen when you when you frankly don't need to like yeah, as we as we discussed yeah. like debt has debt has been around longer than the banking system and i'm not talking our modern banking system i'm talking like the early days of goldsmiths who would hold gold on behalf of people and then give them a paper issuance saying this person has gold well, that, in my debt as a, is as old as ledgers like monetary exactly. ledgers exactly like people themselves used to individually like i would loan alex money and he would have to pay me back and under penalty of it. death or slavery yeah and i wouldn't do it and then accused people would stone me definitely definitely <laughs> I, i'm big on stoning yeah bring back stoning you can get banned from x dude keep talking like this <laughs> Can't, can't um, voice a free opinion here. I told you about this, right? Last night, somebody was telling me, they're like, um, dude, my algorithm is all doom and gloom, video after murder video and fight after fight. This is what happens when you give the people free speech. And I, <laughs> dude, I almost lost it. I was dying. Like, yeah, you think this is free speech? What you get on Twitter? That is not free speech. But then uh, I couldn't not, I had to, I told you, I had to, I held up this whole yoga class, like getting into an argument with this guy. I had to go into like, this is a moderation problem. This is not a free speech problem. This is a problem that you don't have selection of algorithms as the user. And he's just looking at me like I'm crazy, but. Um, so he's looking at you like most people do. 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let's perfectly put a bow on this at the one hour mark. How's that nice. sound? Yeah. Um, thanks for everyone joining us. Man, we have a lot of viewers on Zap.Stream. That's super exciting. Keeps us motivated. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. No, we won't. No, we won't. I can't. Where are you? Are you in an airplane? No, I'm, I, I got a call at that time. We're back Friday. Right. Q's got more important shit to do, guys. On to bigger and better well, things. But well, uh, apparently, I might be. I might be back tomorrow. Go for it. Just, just, just know just that all the snaps you donate, that say <laughs> yeah. it goes to me, it does. Watch us get so double. Watch us get go. quadruple the sats that we got today. When it's just me ranting about shit I barely understand, <laughs> for one hour. Oh, oh this is gonna be awesome, dude! I can't wait for tomorrow. Oh man! Uh, thanks for your sats, guys. Yeah, seriously, just know that I I never have seen a single sat that any of you guys. Q's, have sent. Q is gonna get paid. We're working on the W two. We're working out. You know, there's a lot of fiat hurdles.